0: Hey, man, has anybody in the room ever been thirsty before? By a show of hands, has anybody ever been thirsty before? Has has anybody just needed some water before? You needed some water. Has anybody experienced a summer day in Arizona before? Oh, come on now, when that stray bead of sweat go down the middle of your back and keeps going, has anybody ever been there before? Uh, Let me take you back to about two months ago, which was probably one of the scariest days of my entire life. Um, I am very into routines. As a man, I take pride in routines. Every man in here who has a routine, say, yeah. See what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, I really take pride in my routine, and every Friday, it's our day off of work, every Friday I wake up at about 9.05, I brush my teeth, put my deodorant on, and then I get dressed to go to the gym. Why do I get dressed to go to the gym on Fridays at that particular time? It's because we play basketball. At about 10 o'clock, it goes down. We all show up, and we make it happen. Now, I love playing basketball with these set of guys because I'm like the youngest dude. So I'm like Kobe, the number eight jersey Kobe, and they all just, oh, like, what's he going to do? You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like Kobe slash LeBron when I play with these dudes, but I have such a good time. We have all kinds of friendships and everything. And So as I'm going on my routine, it's just a regular day. I'm, I'm getting dressed. I drive to the gym. I hop out the car. And when I hop out the car, I see the same old lady that's working out the front. She goes, hey. I say, hey. Go down, she already throws me a basketball because they know my routine. And so as I continue on to the gym, I'm saying what's up to all my guys. I get the stretching. We're talking. We're laughing. And this particular day, usually we only play about three, three, two, three games in a day before they start getting tired and their babies are crying in the daycare. And I'm the young one like, huh, y'all got kids. Ha-ha. You know what I'm saying? And so I get to the point where we're at five games deep and there's more people coming in the gym. And so now before I know it, we have played seven to eight basketball games. And since I'm, I feel like I'm a, a, you know, above average type of player and I uh, elevate my teammates, we do not lose on this day. We were like the Spartans day one in 300, okay? We did not take no L's. Look at your neighbor and say, we don't take no L's. And so as time goes on, we're, we're playing, we're winning, and finally we lose, And after we lose, everybody's like, man, let's get out of here. We played seven games. It's 1.30 now. We're usually done around 11.30. So I'm like, man, we done to put in an extra two hours. Let's get out of here. My buddy Jamie, who used to be in the military, is like, Zay, I've been watching your workout routine. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, bro, you're weak. And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, bro, you're weak. And I'm like, bro, I will, like, hit you right now. He's like, no, bro, I want to train you. And I was like, man, when? When and where? He's like, today. And I'm like, bro, we just played seven, eight basketball games. Like, you not tired? Nah, I'm good. And he starts doing this thing with his legs. I'm like, oh, so it's leg day now. So anyway, uh, time goes on, and I don't want to be acting like I'm scared. So I'm like, well, man, let's go. And he's like, well, come on. So then before you know it, we're squatting, we're benching, we're curling, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Before I know it, he had me jumping on top of a box, and I'm sweating, and it's crazy. And I'm like, dude, I am done. And he's like, yeah, me too. Let's go to the sauna and get some sit-ups in. So I'm like, first of all, it's kind of weird, but okay. So we go to the sauna. We're in the sauna, and I'm in there sweating profusely now, and I've got my towel, and I've got all kinds of stuff going, and my heart's beating fast, and I'm like, man, I'm out of here. He's like, hey, you're a strong guy. I was just seeing if you'd work out with me, because my partner didn't show. And I'm like, bro, you're stupid. You're stupid. My legs are going to be sore tomorrow, because you want me to be a substitute weightlifting partner? And so I'm like, man, whatever. So time goes on, I'm in the shower mad. Like, I don't even know why he talked me into doing that. When I see him after I get out the shower, he's like, all right, Zay, take it easy. And I'm like, yeah, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, right? And I get in the car, and after my workout, and I've been there, it's 2.30 now. Devin's calling me like, where are you at? And I'm like, yo, you don't understand. I've been training like I got a trial for the Arizona Cardinals next week today because Jamie talked me into working out some more. And so, on my way home, after you work out, what do you get? You're hungry, right? You're, you're hungry. So in my head, I'm like, man, I need something healthy because today's been a good day. And then I saw Culver's and was like, let me make a left real quick. <laughs> so as I go to Culver's, and I hate how they entice you with the menu. Like, you be looking, and they always suggest more. Like, I want a number four, four-piece chicken tender and some onion rings. Would you like a shake? Well, yeah, but No. But go ahead, give me one, what, what flavors y'all got?" And she's like, oh my gosh, you got to try Reese's Butterfinger Concrete, it's fire. And I'm like, yo, give me one, you want large or small? And I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, oh, she's trying to challenge me now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to go big or go home, so I'm like, yo, give me a large. And she's like, okay, would you like any other beverages? So in my head, after you eat ice cream, you get a little thirsty, so I'm like, man. Uh, what y'all got? We got Coke products. I'm like, word? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, let me get a Coca-Cola then. She was like, done. You want a large or small? And I'm like, yo, give me a large. She's like, okay. And you know, COVID is expensive. That'll come out to $17.89. And I'm like, good God, I'm by myself. Anyway, so get to the window, get my stuff, in, and everybody has the syndrome where you get the, you get the fries and you get to eating them before you even get to the house. And, and I'm, a, I'm a fat boy by heart, so I already cracked the ranch open in the car as I'm driving and doing the onion rings at the same time. And so I get to the house, and I'm mad because my onion rings are gone, but I kill my burger, I kill the shake, and I finish half my Coke, and I fall asleep out on the couch. And I wake up three hours later, and Devin's like, babe, come on, we're going to go out to eat with some of our friends. And I'm like... All right, let me get dressed. And now I'm waking up and I am thirsty. I'm dying of thirst. And I'm like, man, so what do you do if you're lazy? You just woke up from the nap. You grab whatever's close to you. And there's the rest of my Coca-Cola that the Lord has provided on this day. And so I grab the rest of my Coca-Cola. I finish it and I'm still thirsty. And So I'm like, man, I'm still thirsty and I still got my Coke. And I open up the fridge and long behold, Devin has went to the store and bought a brand new two liter thing of Coca-Cola. So I'm like, man, that Coke earlier was pretty good. Let me get some more. So I get some more of my Coca-Cola, put some more ice in it. I get to getting dressed. Everything is going great this day. I killed it at the gym. I ate a burger and a shake, and I don't feel too bad because I worked out so much. And everything is going good. And then we pull up at the restaurant, meet our friends. I'm giving them high fives. We're walking into the restaurant. Everything is straight. And then I sit down, and my vision gets blurry. And, And I begin to squint. And I see three, four Devons in front of me. It was like, it was like a legit movie. And, and she's all over the place. And I'm like, yo, what is going on with me? At the same time, both my hamstrings cramp up. And I'm like, maybe, you know, you, you make excuses for your body. Man, I'm sitting in these stools. It's cutting off my circulation in the <laughs> restaurant, right? And so I get the stretching. And I'm like, man, what in the world is going on? And, and as I go back to sit down, my hands begin to shake. And I'm like, yo, what is happening? And, and so at this point, I'm like, play it off, be cool. Like, everybody's out to have a good time. Like, I don't want to have to leave because in the back of my head, I'm like, there's a thing going off in my head saying, Isaiah, you're dying right now. And so I'm like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, just play it cool. As long as nobody else can tell, we are good. And so as I sit back down after cramping up, right when I sit down, my friends are like, bro, are you good? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't know what's wrong with me. And Devin's like, yeah, you've been acting weird. I'm like, yo, son, I can't see. My hands are shaking. I'm cramping up everywhere. I don't, I don't know what's going on. My boy Corey, you know, usually the homeboy is supposed to be like, man, you straight, bro. We good. My homeboy was like, yo, bro, you need to go to the hospital. I don't like the h word, so in my head, I'm like, maybe I do, no, you don't, maybe I do, you're dying. I don't know what's going on and 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 so my wife goes, Did you drink water today? And I sit there and I'm like, Well, when the Coke melted, there was some ice <laughs> in the bottom, and I got some of that, and I hit the- mach- like after in between games, I would hit the slurp once. you know what the slurp is? Is this when you walk by the fountain and you know and keep it moving and and I realized, no, I haven't had water. And she's like, You're dehydrated. Can you see me straight? And I'm like, No, there's like six of you. And she's like, Waiter, we need waters. So they give me waters and I start drinking all the water. I got like four or five waters in me and I'm getting cold now. I'm getting shivers. And they're like, Yo, we just ordered our food, but we got to go, man. We got to take you to the hospital. You're going to die tonight. This is my buddy Corey. okay, this is what he tells me. You're gonna die. Devin's like, shut up, he will live and not die. And I'm like, okay, you getting spiritual on me, but am I really gonna die? Like, I don't know, I don't know. Is Jesus here right now because I can't see him or you? I don't know what's going on. And I get to this point where we hop in the car, and as I'm sitting in the car, this is the scariest part. I'm sitting in the car, and I'm like, Zay, just be still and know everything is straight. And as I'm sitting there, my arm goes like this. So now I'm Chris Tucker from Friday. I don't know what's going on. I'm in the chicken coop, but in the car. And I'm sitting there, and my other arm begins to shake, and my leg twitches. And I'm like, yo, I'm having a seizure, yo. And they're like, no, you not, just be cool. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I'm gonna fall asleep. And I feel my body like And I'm like, I'm dying, you know what I mean? I'm like, my body is trying to reset itself, it's over. And so we get to the nurse and the nurse is like, oh my gosh, your blood sugar is crazy right now. You need water. And they have to fill me up with two bags of, of, of fluids. They, they hook me up, and they stick me in the vein, and I'm afraid of needles. I got to look away, and I'm crying, and I'm trying to keep it together because I'm a grown man. Like, I've been married almost a year now. I'm not going to be able to make it to the year because I didn't drink water. The whole time, I'm thinking, I, they're on my gravestone, it's going to be like Isaiah still, March 24th, 92, till too young because of H2O. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I get to this point, and afterwards, after the whole situation goes by, I remember Going back home and just being like, how silly is this whole situation? And as I lay down, I'm like, how can I turn this into a message? (laughs) There are too many of us Christians walking around spiritually dehydrated. God is offering us water. He's offering us a fountain of water to drink from, something that we can pertain and, and keep on the inside of us, and 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 flow with, and walk in our calling. But we walk around spiritually dehydrated. We live a fast play, a fast-paced, adrenaline-filled life, and with that in going inside of your life, this fast-paced life, and you going through all kinds of different things, and going through all different kinds of struggles, and you're busting your butt at work, and and you're trying to keep the kids fed, and the lights on, and everything going, and in this fast-paced life that the enemy has you so busy that you forget to spiritually hydrate yourself. You forget what, what really matters. So today what we're going to be talking about is three ways to avoid spiritual dehydration three ways to avoid spiritual dehydration look at your neighbor say you look thirsty you look thirsty just look at their lips if it's their little chaps they probably really are thirsty three ways to avoid spiritual dehydration number one don't lose focus in your spiritual walk don't lose focus in your spiritual walk. It is so easy to lose focus in this day and age with all the Instagrams and Twitters and dramas of our lives and our jobs and everything that's going on so fast paced, always moving. It is easy to lose focus. I believe that the devil, is he's obviously into always still killing and destroying, but sometimes he will just make us busy, make us lose focus. And before you know it, you don't know what in the world is going on. We're going to go to 2 Samuel chapter 11, and this man right here that we're going to be talking about is beloved, known as the apple of God's eye, and he loses focus. 2 Samuel chapter 11, one late afternoon, David got up from taking his nap and was strolling on the roof of the palace. We all know this story now. Everybody's like, well... And from his vantage point on the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was stunningly beautiful. David sent about her, and I was, and I was told, isn't this Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam and wife of Uriah the Hittite? David sent his agents to get her, and she arrived. He went to bed with her. This occurred during the, con- the time of purification following her happiest time of the month. And then she returned home. Before long, she realized that she was pregnant. He loses focus. He loses focus. What you see here is David going through a time in his life where he literally experiences spiritual fatigue. One of the greatest things about dehydration, not greatest, but one of the things about dehydration, one of the, one of the aspects and the attributes that come with it is fatigue. Obviously, in that point in time, David was not spirit-filled enough to fight that, to see her on the roof and go, well, but then again, you gotta ask yourself this, man. If you're sitting on the roof of a palace and you are the king, you are the president of the United States of America and you see J-Lo from afar off bathing. It's, it, you see where I'm going with this, fellas. Be with me. Come on, girls. You, 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 you're on, my ladies, you're, you're on top of the palace and you see Boris Kojo from afar off. <laughs> Someone said, woo! You see what I'm saying, people? When you're spiritually hydrated, your body can fight different things. Your spiritual man can fight different things. It gets rid of that fatigue. I believe that God has called us to be strong. God has called us to be hydrated in his word, to be soaked in his word, to be dripped upon on his word. And, and when you have that on the inside of you, the enemy will try to rise up. But because you are well hydrated with the spirit of God, you are able to combat the attacks of the enemy. You're able to combat these different things. So you see that that being in your word and staying focused on him is one of the best things that you can do in your life because it will combat different battles that you don't even know are down to come. Like, you know storms are coming. You know battles are coming. You know mistakes are going to be made. But you have to get to that point where you say, Lord, if I know if I keep my focus on you right now, something that's going to happen two, three months from now cannot come to, to place because I already know that I have the river flowing on the inside of me with your goodness. I am hydrating myself in my spirit and I remain focused on you. I remain focused. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to stay focused. You got to stay focused. See, before you know it, if you and and here's and everybody's been through this before. We've all been on a sin binge before. A sin binge where you'll be going to church, you'll be having a good time, you'll be praising the Lord. And all it takes for you to make one mistake and you go on a sin binge. And it might be a week, it might be a month, it might be a weekend. And before you know it, you're back in church like, I need help. You make one mistake, and now it turns to 15, and you're like, oh, Jesus, y'all don't even want to know where I was last weekend. You know, and mistakes begin to be made because we lose our focus. Understand this, the enemy wants to take away our focus, wants to get your mind off of things. Sometimes good things begin to happen, and the enemy comes in and loses your focus. We We had a member a long time ago. They had just got a new house. And they were in here serving and, and, and doing all the different outreaches we had. And, and, and the Lord blesses them with this house that we prayed with them for. And they stopped coming to church. Why? Because we have to do the backyard. And we painted this weekend. And, oh, we had to take the kids to the park this weekend because we met some neighbors. And do you see how the enemy comes in and takes away our focus? After God has presented you with the gift, after God has blessed you in so many different ways, That the enemy comes in and you lose focus. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, don't lose your focus. Don't lose your focus. Number two, we have to worship and pray on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Colossians 3.16. And I love this in the Message Bible. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing and cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever be done in the name of Jesus. Thanking God, The Father, every step of the way, I believe the time of just having church and then walking outside of church and not doing church is is that time has to be destroyed in our lives. Where you come in on Sunday, you come in on Wednesday, you're living, you're breathing, you're preaching Jesus, and as soon as you get in the car, you're thinking the contrary. You go back to your certain ways. Now, I know you Wednesday folks, y'all say, but if this was 1130, I would get them. I promise I would. I promise I would, but at the end of the day, we have to worship and pray every single day of our lives. Last weekend, my my wife went to Disneyland with her family, and the whole way to the airport, I said, you know what? I'm about to have a worship session because... It's been a crazy week and it's time to worship. So I put on some hill song and I turn it all the way up and I begin to pray and I'm speaking in tongues and this is me driving down the freeway and I'm praying and before you know it, I got tears coming out of my eyes and the Lord is revealing things to me and I've got goosebumps and this has all happened to me in my car and I am turned up off the Lord at this point. where the point, I'm speaking in tongues and I know people are probably driving past me like, yo, dude is on crack, like I don't know what's going on and I'm in there praying and I don't care And and, and at one point I was so lost in his presence that if somebody would have cut me off and flicked me off, I would have been like, Lord, thank God for that middle finger. It was created in your image. Thank you for his life, oh Lord. Like I was at this point where I was saturated, filled with the Holy Spirit in the car to the point when I pulled up to the, at the airport, I said, how did I get here? <laughs> Didn't I remember the exits or anything, but when I snapped out of it, I'm like, how did I get in here to the point where my wife got in the car and was like, it feels different in here. Are you good? And I'm like, oh, look here, girl. I didn't had a worship session out this world. You don't understand. Look at my cheeks. I got tear stains. <laughs> but there has to come times in your life When it is, it's, it's, you have to go to him by yourself. You don't need anyone around you. You don't need a drum. You don't need a, a keyboard in the background. But it's just you and him. No music. You are straight acapella worshiping with Christ the King. Communicating with Christ the King. This is the things that we have to do to keep ourselves up, to stay spiritually hydrated. If you are worshiping just on Sunday and Wednesday, you are living the wrong type of life. It has to go beyond that. It has to go beyond that. Because guess what? The devil's coming after you Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And you think when you come in here, you feel, you feel the presence of the Lord and you feel protected. But imagine if you take that same feeling out with you every single day of your life. To worship Jesus every single day of your life. Every single day. Look at your neighbor and say, I need him-er-day. I need him-er day. <laughs> You need him every day. got to pray. You've got to get on your knees and you have to pray. Hydrate your soul. And, 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 here's, and here's the thing about my whole, my whole situation with the hydration thing. I didn't realize I needed water until I was about to pass out. How many of us in this room don't realize you need Jesus until you hit a rock bottom? Then before you know it, when you need something, when you need healing, when you need a blessing to come through, then you go to your knees. Lord Jesus, I know I ain't spoken a while, but Lord, I have hit a wall in my life. I have done some crazy things. I need you to step in. And then he comes in, fixes it, everything is well. And what do we do? Go right back to what we were doing before. And then the next wall you hit, then you go back. Come on, how many of us know we need to be seeking his face on an everyday basis? Give them five minutes of your time. Give them, give them 30 seconds of your time. Begin to build up the strength on the inside of you. I don't know if you guys know this, but as you begin to pray, you get better at it. Come on now. Nobody came out the womb speaking in tongues and praying good. I mean, I, I told my story a few weeks ago about how I tried to preach the most messed up sermon ever. But, and, and it took me a while to learn how to pray. When I learned to come to Jesus at my level. How I speak to him, how I speak to y'all is how I speak to the Lord. Will y'all be in the car be like, Jesus, check this out, bro. There's been some stuff going on. I need you right now. Or how about this, Lord Jesus, there's nothing going on in my life right now, but I just thank you for every day that I live. I thank you for everything that you've given me. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the people around me. I thank you for my enemies. I thank you for my opportunities. Hit your face. Find your prayer closet, and you can make that thing everywhere. We are portable praying closets. Anywhere that you need to be, anywhere you need to go, seek his face. Keep yourself spiritually hydrated. And number three, and we're done, uh, rest in Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting or Ill on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You've got to learn to rest in Jesus. You've got to learn to rest in Jesus. A few weeks ago, me and my wife got in an argument about Buffalo Wild Wings. She said that we only needed 12 wings and it'll make us full. I said we need 35. <laughs> so I eventually settled for the 12 wings and I was full. And we get into this argument <laughs> all the way home and she's like telling me that I told you. Well, first of all, she tried to brag about it. Like I told you he's about to be full. So now I'm angry. Don't, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I get home that night and and I'm I'm angry. I take a shower. And I, as I go out, I have a little man cave right now because I ain't got no babies yet. So I, I'm going to take control of my own room. And uh, I go sit in my room. And it's probably 12 o'clock at night. And she comes in. And she's like, I know we're mad. But the Bible says don't let the, 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 the sun go down on your wrath. And you know that too. And I'm like, don't tell me what I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, well, all I'm going to say, you better not fall asleep in here. And I'm like, you don't tell me where to fall asleep, right? And so she walks out. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I can't fall asleep in here. That'd be bad. So I'm sitting there, and as I'm sitting there watching TV, I start praying. I say, Lord Jesus, help me recover from this. Help us recover from this. I know it's not a big deal, Father, but be with us during this time of the Buffalo Wild Wing struggle. And I'm, and I'm praying, and my prayer begins to get deeper and deeper. And before you know it, I'm reading my Bible, and I'm sitting there, and, and I'm reading my word. And, and, I, and now I get a blanket, and I'm still reading my word. And, 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 and before you know it, I wake up, and it's 6 a.m., and I'm on the couch. <laughs> right. And so I remember waking up and being like, oh, Lord Jesus. Like, literally, like, Jesus, you know, put me to sleep. How you do this? You know what I mean? And so I get to this point where I hear Devin walking up and down the hallway making noises with her throat. (coughs) throat) And she's just walking past, and she walks real heavy so I can hear her feet. And so I'm like, oh, Jesus, okay, how am I going to fix this? And Jesus is like, use me. And I'm like, I will. I will, Lord. I will. So I come out the room. I'm like, yo, babe, I was having a time with the Lord last night, and He put me to sleep in his presence. Now, how can you be mad at that? As a believer, how can you be mad at me resting with the Father? The pillow was his chest, and I just laid with the Lord Jesus. I felt like Luke, in love with Jesus, fell asleep in his presence. He gives us rest. He gives us rest in the time of need no longer will we walk around spiritually dehydrated and lost in this world. That we will be hydrated, fully moving, fully functioning believers in Christ Jesus because he loves us and because we deserve to give him all the praise, all the honor, all the glory that he deserves. Come on, if you believe down tonight, hop on your feet, give God a hand, praise. Look at your neighbor and say, hydrate yourself. Hydrate yourself. With all.